Welcome to episode number 227 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Camille Harris, and that song you just heard is called Baby on the Subway. It's from her brand new jazzy record, Baby on the Subway, and that was fun, right? This whole conversation with Camille is fun. That song's fun. Everything she does is fun. Her middle name should be fun and positive and joyful and happy and great and fun. Did I say fun? I did say fun. So before we get to Camille, hey, you want to you want to get to you want to talk? Like email me, Mike at goodstuffpod.com. Find me on social media, the at symbol goodstuffpod. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear that song, Baby on the Subway. You're gonna love it. I mean, it says it in the lyrics of the song. It's Baby on the Subway, and I love you, and you're going to love that song for reals. Here is the very talented, very fun Camille Harris. Jazzy. Good stuff. It's a great day. It's the middle of the day. It's 100 degrees in Houston, but that's not going to stop us from having a very cool time. It is my pleasure to welcome Camille Harris to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Camille? Good. Thank you for having me. Totally. We, uh, we, we were flexible with each other. We made this happen. Um, and I appreciate yeah. your flexibility and I appreciate you, uh, uh, making the time for, for this to happen. So, so where are you right now? I said I was in Houston. It is super hot and gross. Um, where are you? I'm right now in Brooklyn. I'm actually in Williamsburg. I'm helping out my friend at his music school. I mean, the Williamsburg school of music just for the summer, make a little bit of extra money, um, at the, I'm just helping them out at the desk. It's a really nice music school. Uh, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just chilling here right now. It's really hot out also in Brooklyn. and But it's also nice. It's kind of cloudy, which I like, because I like all weather. So I'm okay really with any weather, as long as people are okay and not getting hurt by it, you know. I'm yes. okay with all weather. So it's really, yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. I think, I'm ha- I'm happy to hear that you are a, an all weather fan. That is uh that's good for yeah. everyone. It's good it's good to not have like uh you know specific hatred towards specific weather. I I agree with you in that philosophy. Um so yeah. th- the reason why we're talking is cuz you have a brand new record out called Baby on the Subway and we're going to get to that. Yes. Um and it's awesome by the way. And uh but before we do, can just give us a little bit about your, your background, how, how we sort of got to this point. I know you've got a lot of different interests and a lot of different things that you've done um, and would love to, to hear a little bit about how we put that all together to get to this point. Yeah, it is. You know, this is kind of the culmination of a lot of years of different projects kind of all leading to this. Uh, in college, back at Emerson College in Boston, I started writing funny songs and doing comedy songs. Um, the first place I did it, I forget what it was called, the Comedy Studio in, 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 uh, Har- near Harvard. I remember I went once and did some of my new songs there. And I just started doing these uh, comedy songs. And then some of my friends had this other show, and I would go perform on there. And then I moved, and I was a musical theater major. Um, and then I wrote a musical called Muffin Man as part of my like honors thesis at that college. And that had some of those funny songs in it. 
but there's also, you know, there's some serious songs and stuff. And I just started writing, doing these songs. And then I got to New York and I was like, I'm going to be on Broadway. And then I didn't do that. <laughs> and I just started doing comedy with some of my friends. We had this show called The Moon that we did in Brooklyn, actually. Uh, it was every other week for a long time and for two and a half years. And then for the other two and a half years, it was every month. And it was this huge show. And we had all these people on. And that's where I started doing just raising my so that's where I started writing more of these songs. So a lot of the songs that are on this album that's kind of meant for kids originally were for adults at comedy shows, huh. which is funny. And so it's, it's, it's funny because it gets the exact same laughs. Little kids get the same jokes <laughs> as adults who are watching this, and they laugh at basically the same amount. It's kind of fun. And I have a song about procrastination, and it's not titled yet. Um, and that just... <laughs> when I, I for the little kids, I have to explain what the word procrastination means first. That's the only difference. I say, do you guys know this word? Of course, I don't know that word. Uh-huh. And then I explain it. And then as soon as they can conceptualize it, of course, not the babies, but once they get to be maybe three, they start really getting what that means. And then they understand it as a joke in this the joke in the song, which is that I never finished the lyrics. Well, let and me, it's like uh, yeah. they start laughing the same amount. Yeah, I should say that um, I didn't put it together until you just said it, that that is like the most brilliant thing. Well done. Well done. So, <laughs> so you're um... really, it's just silly, you know, <laughs> no, it's amazing. Um... But yeah. So then it, that all led to this, you know, and then basically I started doing kids music at the um, Park Slope library. And I just started using these songs while I was still being a standup. And then I was, and I kind of stepped back a few years ago to see what do I want to do? And I said, you know, I really want to sing and I want to be a singer. Well, I was a musician from, you know, my job, but then I was, didn't want to just do comedy. So then I kind of switched to kids' music. And this album is essentially um, just the show that I do for children at the Brooklyn Public Libraries. Hmm. So almost you, every, almost all of it. Yeah, you took all of these things um, that you, you're pretty exceptional at and put them all together. Um, so you, it remind me, what, what instrument do you play? Do, are you an instrumentalist as well? I play piano. Okay, so yeah. you play piano. I play piano on almost all the tracks, but I actually had my friend Hugh Law Kulik play on five of the tracks because I wanted a really like a heavy hitter because she's a genius. Uh-huh. And so she plays on the ones that are really good piano. That's her. <laughs> and then the other ones are me. Oh, this is, is so hard. It's, it's, so, fine, hard. Yeah. it's so hard to distinguish because they're all such good piano. Boom. Um, so, they are, yeah. so, <laughs> so I've actually, um, I've talked to a couple comedians uh, for, for the show who sort of use their comedy as, as part of their, what they do with kids. And I think that your the the idea of being a stand up comedian and how that has sort of impacted your ability to work with kids would be something really interesting to explore for just a second. If you've ever given it any thought, like what of those skills as a stand up comedian translates to you know being at the Park Slope Library and and being in front of a group of of kids and parents. Yeah, I think that I have thought about this a lot actually because when I was, you know, in my moment, in my kind of my moment of crisis, what do I want to do with my life? And I realized I don't actually want to do, you know, this doing the comedy scene and going to all the mics and going to all the shows. And you know, I realized I wanted I like performing for kids a lot. And I, I think that the main thing that I think it helped both ways because with kids you just do you just have to commit full on. You know, you just can't not commit. If you only halfway do a joke, they're not going to follow or they're not going to laugh at it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you go all the way in with whatever you're, you're saying to them, that's when they laugh at it. And I think that ended up helping me in comedy because it gave me this extra confidence when I was doing, you know, 
these shows that, that then that helped me there. And then the other way is that in comedy, you know, you really have to kind of prepare your jokes. You know, you're, I mean, you're, when you're working on your joke, you're rehearsing it, you know, and open mics and, and the different shows that you're doing. And so I can do almost the exact same show now with my kids' music, the same beats and everything. I know what works. So I kind of practice it in the same way I was practicing comedy, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. totally and, I, and I perfected it. And I, and I know, and sometimes it changes, but, you know, I had to figure out what jokes work for the kids, um, what they're going to laugh at, and what mm -hmm. things are going to be silly. I also know what jokes are for the parents. Right. You know, I have this song, Backwards Alphabet. And every time before I do it, I say, this is in case you have a special test you have to take one day. <laughs> you know, and the parents laugh and the kids don't know what it means. And that's okay. They shouldn't. But it's fun for them. And let's, I don't know. I just give them extra little jokes for the parents that, are, that work that I just want to say. Because I work with kids and I also get that kids get jokes. You know, a lot of people play down to them. They think that they just need only silliness or over the top stuff. But no, they do get jokes mm -hmm. and they like silly noises and um, there's a song that's not on this album, Monster in My Bed, that mm -hmm. I do for kids, and I, I have, I just because I already recorded I didn't put it on this, but then I used to do that for the adults at the comedy shows, and they laughed just as hard as the monster noises as the little kids do, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just funny how it's almost, a lot of the songs would be almost the exact same. <laughs> right. Um, but now I just, I added in covers, like, you know, some really classic covers, like Old McDonald's or um, The Wheels and the Bus, you know, covers. Right, but and you, I, I you, like doing those. Yeah, but you put your your own spin on that. So, like, let's right. let's take one of those songs, right? That you just mentioned, the covers, which are, you know, sort of in the the great American songbook, right? Like, these are the songs that yeah, everybody yeah. knows. And how did you how did you sort of not sort of sort of is the wrong word. I'm I, I know what I'm talking. I, I I can make real adult words here, but like, <laughs> how did how did you put your 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 particular brand of musical spin on those classics? Yeah, I, I did. These are examples of ones I workshopped in front of the kids. I had this idea for this old McDonald that would be like a second line old McDonald. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I would, and I came up with this idea that it was kind of just be slightly different. It would be like, oh, it's E I E I, oh, 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 right? And so then instead of just, I have that extra E I E I, oh. And when I do it live, it takes a little bit for the kids to realize that that's how I'm doing this song, but then they all catch on and they sing that part, and it's so cute. <laughs> and I love that. But I, I wanted to do that, you know, and I and I decided to just kind of go one time. I don't remember when I did it, but I just started uh, going up by half steps mm -hmm. just in, every time. And I would pause and say, you know, and on that arm he had a, what did he have? And then I'd wait for a kid to say something. And that's when I started engaging. Um, well, I always used Dave and Georgia and Wayne, my, my bandmates. Um, they would always talk, you know, during this stuff. And they're so funny. And I always give them a microphone, too, because... Um, I wanted everyone to hear them. But then we started having this little bit where Dave would say something that was not in a farm. And then, uh -huh. you know, it was things fall apart. And so it was, it was really silly. Uh -huh. So we put all that into this, the recording. And what's fun is that um, one of the cutest ones, we actually went and recorded the uh, vocals, like the talking, um, right after we had done a library show. So we were kind of fresh off of having the kids' ideas of the animals. And on that library show, a little kid in New York had said, I said, not that fun, he had a, what did he have? And this little kid said, a pigeon! <laughs> <laughs> Such a funny animal. I'd never heard anyone say pigeon before. And I was like, you know what? There could be a pigeon. This is New York. There are farms in New York, you know. Let's do that, you know. And so we ended up putting that into the 
album because, you know, it was, we wanted to have it to be kind of some urban-specific things. So many kids' albums are, you know, about farms and about outside and things that sometimes the city kids don't necessarily get to experience that much, you know? So I'd say I have the song Baby on the Subway, the city, the wheels on the bus, you know, like, which all kids have the wheels on the bus, but it's, there is, like, this kind of urban element that I wanted to put in there. So then the fact that there was a pigeon in Old McDonald's Farm, which is so cute and so perfect for that yeah. urban element. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. Uh, to, to, to capture yeah. that, that feeling for city kids, right? City kids are sophisticated and cool kids. This, this, this we know. This we know for sure. Yeah. So, so that brings us to um, Baby on the Subway, which is the name of the album, which is the, the title. Mm-hmm. It's not... Yeah, it's the title track. I guess you could say it's not the yeah, it's first the song, track. but um, it mm-hmm. is the, the, it's title the seventh, track. which a lot of the title tracks are the seventh track. Oh, it, really? Okay, Interesting. Well. The science, so the science points to it. The science points to it. It works. Yeah. It all works. So, <laughs> so tell me. So this song is amazing. First of all, like so fun, and then you have a video that you made with it as well, which I encourage everyone to go check out because that's super fun too it's just like it's such a a clever idea and uh, you know all all of the instrumentation that's on it as well is so great and and there's just a lot of things happening so so tell us a little bit about this particular what what should we know about this about this particular song and, and the magic that went into making it well, Baby on the Subway started initially uh, for IFC comedy, or it was like college humor. It had this, um, it was the Hall of F- Comedy Music Hall of Fame. And so then I, I wrote that as a submission for it because they were having all these com- comedians submit that. So I ended up writing the song initially for that. And then I started playing it for kids. And, you know, no one loves babies more than kids, <laughs> even uh-huh. though adults love it. And I, and I just, the reason I wrote it is because it's like, well, you know, I write about it in the song. The coolest thing when there's stressed out people in New York on the subway and it's hot and, you know, everything's annoying and someone pumps into you. But then there's like one adorable little baby who's smiling at everyone <laughs> and it just makes everyone melt. You know, there's, I have this memory of seeing this, you know, this like really tough looking uh, guy who was, um, you know, a construction worker um, who basically needed to, like, he, he just couldn't look away, you know, <laughs> and he just started making faces. And then next to him was this kind of fancy looking lady with her nice dress and stuff. And, and you know, all these people just started looking at this baby. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And it happens all the time. And I'll get all these text messages from people saying, oh, I saw a baby on the subway today. You know, I thought of you because everyone was looking at it because really it makes people, you know, love it. And that's the point is that like, I love you. Every time you see one of those babies, you're just like, this baby loves me because they look in your face, you know, and you feel yeah. so special. <laughs> Yeah, well, when a baby smiles, when it, when you make a baby smile or a baby smiles at you, it's just like something magical happens in the world, and I don't know, maybe like another tree is planted or something great happens. It's yeah, just, it's just like <laughs> makes everyone feel better. Um, so, yeah, a butterfly comes out of its chrysalis like immediately. Yes, <laughs> Everything's ex- exactly. beautiful. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so there's and so that's yeah, that's what I read about. Yeah. One thing that's really interesting also about this record, and I'm going to sort of pull from exactly from uh, from something that someone sent me about about this record is is the diversity of of influences that you have. And, you know, so like Uh Stevie Wonder, I I get that. Tom Lehrer, I get that. Stephen Sondheim, I get that. 
But this is the first time in uh, the history of the Good Stuff Kids podcast and potentially in the history of, you know, kids and family music that someone actually lists Snarky Puppy as an influence. So I just want to give you a heavy Snarky Puppy shout out. And how so how did these kinds of like influences come together for you? I think that, you know, just being in New York in the jazz scene and uh, going to jazz jams, I used to go to the Sonata and Mintons or going to Smalls and, you know, sitting in different different, uh, shows that they had. There's this kind of this vibe that's really wonderful in the jazz scene here um, that I think I I like the sound of Snarky Puppy because it kind of is like the, it kind of represents kind of this, this joyful feel and this community feel that I think exists in New York and this, and this jazz scene, you know, you can really find really cool people here and everywhere you go, you're kind of welcome, I think, at least the people I hang out with. And I've really loved doing jazz and being a musician in New York, specifically because of the community, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when, I don't know, I just love Sucky Puppy. And uh-huh. some of the, you know, the fact that the way that they have a bunch of different people come on and the way that it's kind of got this live feel, you know, we did recorded all this stuff live, the, um, the the recordings for the, the bass and the drum and the piano were all recorded live, okay. you know, together. Yeah. Um, and then later we, we overdubbed some of the other stuff. But, you know, we didn't use a quick track and we didn't really, I mean, we didn't really cut together that many things. We just wanted to have a feeling of, like, um, presence and, um, I don't know, a live feel. I think that's yeah. what Snacky Poppy brings in, in their recordings, which is yeah. really nice. That's great. Like, the, so, like spontaneous, organic all those kinds of things. I will say also, side note, that uh, I just heard a new Snarky Puppy single on my like Spotify release radar thing. It's oh, pretty yeah? good. Really, really good. Highly recommended. Um, okay. Awesome. So, yeah, right. For all of the Snarky Puppy fans listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, which may just be you and I, it's a good thing to know. No, um, it's a lot. Everyone should be a Snarky Puppy fan. <laughs> um, so, so, so many influences, so much fun. So such like uh, I just I love the connection of the comedy that comedy that you do to the music that you make and just having that perspective to it. It's all really uh, it's really, really refreshing and really, really nice. So if people want to learn more about you or, or hear the music or, or find out where you're going to be and when, what's the best way for best ways, I should say, because it's probably multiple, but best ways for for people to find you and and follow you and maybe even contact you if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon, all my albums and uh, everything. If you want to download anything or listen, I also um, I have an Instagram that I just started. It's uh, Silly Jazz with Camille because that's what I call my show in New York, Silly Jazz with Camille. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is uh, at Silly Jazz with Camille. And my website is CamilleHarris.net. Couldn't get .com, but I have .net. And uh, you can email me there. My email's on there as well as the contact form. And uh, those are, oh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. I was off Facebook, but I just got back on to help promote this album. So you can reach out to me there. It's Camille Harris. I think in the band, that's just the band name. I don't know exactly what else. 
Yeah. Those are the three main ways to get in touch. Um, I'm not on Twitter, but I have those other, you know, uh, Instagram's really the best one. Instagram is the best. I think that a lot of people feel that yeah. way right now. Instagram is the best one. Um, well, Camille, it's been great. Uh, great talking to you and great hearing all about this record and uh, Baby on the Subway is really great and thanks for making something a, a bit different and amazing for kids and families to enjoy. Yeah, I'm so happy that you liked him. Thank you for talking to me. I'm so excited about this album. I can't even believe it. Every day I wake up and I'm just like brimming with excitement because I'm so proud of it. Awesome. So thank you again. <laughs> totally. I mean, how can you not love that? Huge thanks to Camille Harris for stopping by the Good Stuff Kids podcast to talk about, well, like a lot of everything. That's what usually happens on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. We talk about a lot of everything, and it's really fun. Really fun. Email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Find me on social media, the at symbol goodstuffpod. Keep listening, and maybe even, even tell a friend if you're so inclined. Here is Baby on the Subway by Camille Harris. Talk to you very, very soon. Duff.